the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, you also know, besides the uh, drama at the Ohio House yesterday, that we have a little dog and pony show going on in Washington. Kevin McCarthy trying to become Speaker of the House, and there are about 20 Republicans who are saying no to that. But what's interesting is what happened yesterday where cameras happened to catch Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Paul Gossar of Arizona chatting like old friends in the chamber. Uh, Paul Gossar is the guy who got sanctioned and lost all his committee assignments because he made a meme uh, that suggested that he wanted to exterminate, kill Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And yet there they were yesterday chatting like old friends. And when I saw that and then I saw what happened in the Ohio House, I thought, hmm, I guess what happens in Ohio doesn't stay in Ohio. We have uh, representatives here who say one thing in November and pledge their allegiance to Derek Maron as speaker. And then when it comes time to stand behind their word, they don't do it. Very sad, but we do have some really good men in the Ohio House, and one of them is Gary Click. And Gary joins us now. And Gary, uh, I don't know, did you have rumblings of what was coming before it actually arrived yesterday, or were you taken aback by the fact that Derek Maron was not elected Speaker of the House? Uh, I do not hear Gary. Maybe he can hear me. Is he there? He is there. Okay, I told you guys ahead of time that we had some uh, issues with our software and some issues with a computer crash, but we're hoping we can get Gary on the phone. Gary, if you can hear me, just hang on, and we will try to get our engineers on it and see if we can figure it out. Uh, I am disgruntled over this circumstance because I had such high hopes for what was coming to enact into law in the state of Ohio things that Gary Click stands for. Gary represents uh, District 88, uh, which is uh, the part of Ohio uh, near Vickery. And Gary and I have spoken together at events where we've talked about needing girls in Ohio to be protected from transgender girls being allowed in their locker rooms and private spaces. How about now, Gary? Can you hear me now? Okay, yes, I can hear okay, you now. I, I lost you there for a minute, so I don't know what you heard and what you did not hear. I did not hear anything from you, and that's what I want to hear, is your view of how this transpired yesterday. We had, coming out of the caucus in November, the strong belief, because he got unanimous support, that Derek Maron would be the new Speaker of the House, and instead we now have Jason Stevens. Did that catch you by surprise, or had you been hearing that that might happen? Uh, well, that has, that rumor has been around since even before we voted in the caucus on our spe- on our leadership, where we voted for uh, Derek Marin. And uh, the fact is, is Jason was asking to be my second. I've been with Derek since the beginning, and uh, Jason knew that, and he was asking for to be my second vote in case Derek didn't make it. And uh, I heard rumors of this before then that Jason would pull this. 
And so I just called him directly. I just like to go straight to the horse's mouth, find out what's going on. I said, Jason, here's the rumor is that if you don't win, you're going to pull a householder 2.0. Mm-hmm. And he said, Gary, absolutely not. I would never do that. I respect the caucus. Uh, we have to have the majority of the caucus uh, to do this. I would not do that. I said, okay, thank you, Jason. And uh, I reminded him of that yesterday. Yeah, well, he didn't need the majority of the caucus. He just needed all 32 Democrats to support him, which... Yeah, uh, well, would... he's a liar. That, that's the problem. Is yeah. I, it's, integrity means the world to me, at Bruce. And if Jason had won the caucus vote, I would have been 100% behind him. I would have supported him. And if Derek had tried to do the same thing, which he would not have because he has integrity, but if he had, I would have said, no, you, you, you have to follow integrity. And that's why some of Stephen's people peeled off they voted for him in caucus, but they weren't going to do it this way. Uh, and matter of fact, many of them told some of them at least told me they said I, I won't do it because he's selling us out. He's selling out the babies uh, for abortion. Mm-hmm. He's selling out redistricting and he's selling out all of this stuff. He's making a deal with the devil, and uh, I can't support that. So they were originally his supporters, but not when it came to this. Gary Click is our guest. He represents District 88, which is uh, Vickery, Sandusky County, and he was one of the 43 in the Ohio Republican Caucus who stuck with Derek Marin yesterday. But uh, my fear, Gary, is now that we have Jason Stevens, a speaker who all 32 Democrats supported, who I think lobbyists are turning cartwheels over Jason Stevens' election as Ohio speaker, I fear that the backpack bill is dead. I fear that House Bill 616 and 454, which would have protected our kids from the transgender LGBTQ ideology, I fear both of those are dead. Am I too pessimistic on those counts? Well, I, I don't think you are. You know, uh, when I first talked, I mean, we'll see what happens because he, he said he wanted to unite people. And in fact, oddly enough, uh, you know, Hillier said we have to elect Jason to unite the party. And I don't know how us third of the party uh, com- making a deal with the Democrats unites the party, but whatever. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, everyone, the, the complaints were the saddest excuse of complaints that I ever heard because I talked to people on both sides before this happened, and I said, listen, and they're like, well, Derek didn't call me. Well, big war. Right, Who right. cares? You know, and Jason, I've been trying to reach Jason for three weeks to say, hey, what are you doing? He wouldn't return my calls. I saw him yesterday when we recessed. He was coming out of the speaker's office. I was going to meet with some of my colleagues, and we just locked eyes. I said, Jason, you lied to me. And uh, he said, well, we can have a conversation. We can talk. And I said, well, why didn't you answer my call the last three weeks then? And he said, uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Uh, I'll, I'll be glad. I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow in my office privately. Well, you know, it's, uh, what, 20 till noon now. I haven't heard from him yet. I don't know if I will hear from him or not. Uh, but he hasn't called me today, so I guess I got just as much right to complain as they did. Well, he's not going to uh, call you. He's not going to call you. You know that. People don't like to face the fact when they double-cross and backstab people, and that's what he did. And uh, you referenced uh, Hillier. You're talking about Brett Hillier. Uh, from uh, The biggest oh. liberal Republican, the most liberal Republican in our caucus gave the nomination speech for Jason. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the orchestrator of all this, to me, the guy who, uh, you know, his fingerprints are all over it. You referenced Larry Householder earlier. Jay Edwards is a Larry Householder clone. And the reason Jay Edwards is not the speaker, in my opinion, is because Householder's trial is going to start later this month, and Jay Edwards' name is going to come up a lot in that trial. 
And he's yeah. the guy who's pulling the levers uh, behind what happened yesterday, in my opinion. Am I on base or off base? Well, yeah. So I'm going to tell you, you know, I, you know, I put the tried, you know, we all, after we had the deal with household, I tried to put all that behind us and say, okay, you know, people make mistakes. Let's move on. Um, and I, Jay Edwards has done a lot of things uh, that has been positive in my caucus, and I've respected that. Uh, before the uh, vote, I had a conversation with Jay. He called me and he said, "What do you?" I said, "What do you think about the speaker?" He said, "Well, I was going to ask you that." And and I confronted him with this yesterday, and uh, he denied it. But the reality is, Jay was on Derek Marin's team, and uh, at one time, I mean, he was at the fundraisers put together by Derek. He called me, and we talked about it. Jay, Jay Edwards told me, face to well, on the phone, but directly told me, he says he could not support Plummer or um, or Stevens. He said if it was not for Derek Marin, he would run to be speaker himself, but he could not trust either one of those two. And then uh, he turns around and gives the nominating speech in caucus for um, – for Stevens, and I thought, wow, that day, what happened? But it's like, okay, people can change their mind. You know, it, it's your own vote. You can do what you want to do, but that's not what you told me. And then when he becomes the ringleader to overturn the caucus, it's like, I just told him yesterday, I said, Jay, you lied to me. I said, I, I can't respect that. I'm, Bruce, I don't care if people disagree with me. I can have, I can have friendships with people who disagree with me. There's been some of the Democrats I've been friends with. Uh, we just had differences in policy, and I thought they had integrity. But right now, I don't see any of the Democrats with integrity, and I don't see 22 Republicans having integrity. That's an issue for me. Yeah, it's I an issue. I disagree with you. Be straightforward. It's an issue for me, too, and I, I concur with you. I, I, would, I have less of a problem with 32 Democrats who I know where they stand than I do right. with the 22 Republicans who backstabbed Derek Marin and all of us who were counting on them to follow through on what they promised in November. I'm sorry I'm at the end of a break, Gary, but uh, you are one of the good ones. Keep fighting the good fight. We'll support you, and, uh, you know, we'll keep moving on. Thank you so much. All right. Gary Click. Gary Click, our guest. You know, from time to time, you'll see man-on-the-street interviews, and the man-on-the-street always looks like a moron because, you know, he can't name how many branches of government there are or uh, you know, who the Secretary of State is or things like that. We're less informed when it comes to our state government, but our state government is more important to the way we live our lives, really, than our national government is. I mean, the national government has a lot of things like, you know, like dictate tax policy and those kinds of things. But a lot of things vary from state to state, and that's where your state legislature comes in. Uh, We thought, based upon the midterm election results, that it was looking like a virtual certainty that the backpack bill, which would have given you as a parent probably around $5,000, no matter your income level, you'd get $5,000 toward your son or daughter's private school or charter school admission. There are income limits on who gets that scholarship now. If you make about $70,000 as a couple, you're not eligible. If you make more than $35,000 as a single parent, you're not eligible, which obviously try putting kids through private school if you have a $70,000 income 
as a couple. You got no shot. Uh, so that was something that I was like really heartened about because really how much money you make shouldn't depend on whether or not you get the chance to send your kids to private school. And you can say, well, if you make $250,000, you can afford it. Yeah, you can't afford it. But why should a public school get that money when they're not educating your kid? They shouldn't get that money. And so with Derek Maron as speaker and with, you know, I thought 65 Republicans in the Ohio House, we were going to get that through. We were going to get through what I think is clearly the majority opinion in the state of Ohio, that boys should not be in the same restroom with girls. Oh, in the education realm, sure, of course, they all believe trans women are women. and blah, blah. But I talked to a friend of mine today. Well, you know him, Matt Mayer, my friend from Opportunity Ohio. Matt's going to be on the show tomorrow. Matt said he was at Upper Arlington High School. And he said, are you aware of the bathrooms there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've talked about that a lot. He was at Upper Arlington High School, and he goes, I can't believe... Like, all the things that we feared when we were in school, like a boy and a girl being able to, like, get together behind a locked door, what could result from that? Probably nothing good. Is now, like, perfectly fine at Upper Arlington High School, all because, and a lot of other schools, too, and a lot of public places, all gender restrooms. Why? Because, oh, well, we wouldn't want, you know, the one kid who's gender confused to not be able to use the restroom of the sex that they identify as, even though that's like such a minuscule minority, let's inconvenience everyone and let's imperil the safety of a bunch of girls, not just their physical safety. We know the horror stories from Oklahoma and Virginia, but what about their psychological safety? I'm just going to tell you, my daughters would be absolutely mortified, mortified, if a boy was allowed to use their private spaces. It's just, it's evil, okay? I can use all, I can say it's nonsensical, I can say it's twisted. It's just evil, okay? It's demented, it's demonic, it's satanic. Ironically enough, yesterday, as Derek Maron was being backstabbed and Jason Stevens in a power grab, aided by Jay Edwards and other turncoat Republicans in the state of Ohio. At the very hour that was going on, I was sitting in a meeting here at the station with um, you know, one of my bosses. And he asked me a question because we were talking about Kevin McCarthy and the speaker race in Washington. He said, you know, do you think the Republican Party makes room in the party for people who might believe 80% of the party platform, but not 20%? And he said, you know, like pro-choice Republicans. He said, you know, like it's, it's his impression that Republicans as a whole are so intractable that they are not going to welcome in people who don't share the entire platform. Whereas his opinion was that Democrats, they make room for everybody. They make room for everybody. You know, they might not. One person might be a little bit more conservative on the border. One might be a little bit more conservative on life issues or whatever. But they all coalesce. And that if Republicans don't learn that lesson, they're never going to win another national election. And I said, you know, I don't disagree with your viewpoint, but here's what I see. Democrats vote because their guiding light is how they feel about things. Okay? Like one might feel like, yeah, you know, after 15 weeks, we shouldn't abort a child. Another might be, 
well, it's not a child until it takes a breath. So abort it all the way up to the moment of delivery. That's based upon their personal feelings. It's not based upon an authority outside themselves. And this is not true for every Republican, but for most Republicans, even though they may not perfectly practice their faith, they at least have, if not a personal faith, a respect for faith in our society. And so Republicans, and I'm chief among the small portion of which will not make an allowance on policy for 80% of the agenda that I prefer. It has to be 100% of the agenda that I prefer because the agenda that I prefer is not based on what I think. The agenda that I advocate for is based upon what God says. That's the difference. Democrats are not governed by a commitment to faith that cedes authority to someone else. You look at Joe Biden. Oh, he's a devout Catholic. He's such a devout Catholic. Oh, sure he is. Gee, I wonder why Joe Biden didn't get an invite from the Vatican to attend the Pope's funeral. Because Joe Biden's faith is an a la carte faith. I'll take Oh, the salvation. Give me, give me a double helping of the salvation. The forgiveness? Oh, yeah. Give me some of that. I need that forgiveness. The obedience piece? The pro-life piece? No, I don't, I don't care for how that tastes. I don't care for that piece because if I take that piece on as part of who I am, well, I might not win the next election. I might not have become president. And of course he wouldn't have become president because he would have never gotten the Democratic nomination because Joe Biden's view of abortion matters more than God's view of abortion to Joe Biden. Okay? A Republican does not think that way. A conservative Republican with an authentic faith is going to say, no, I'm not going to compromise. Why? Because we serve a God that does not compromise. Doesn't mean God's not a forgiving God. He is a very forgiving God. He makes forgiveness available to everyone but on his terms, not ours. That is the difference in our society. And that is why I underscore the fact that, yes, we got backstabbed, lied to on the Ohio House race. And, yes, that probably means we're not going to get the backpack bill. And we're probably at some future point in Ohio going to be talking about abortion being ensconced into law because of liars and rats like Jason Stevens and Jay Edwards and Jeff LeRae and Al Catrona and John Cross. But we keep fighting for the right side. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.